God has a right to do whatever He wants. And the fact that He's shown mercy to any of us is just that, it's mercy. It's not something we deserve, it's compassion, and for this we give God thanks. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Thanks for joining us for the Straight Truth Podcast, a podcast designed to answer challenging questions on doctrine and on living out the Christian faith in your homes, churches, and workplaces. I'm your host, Josh Philpott, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor Richard Caldwell of Founders Baptist Church. Now, once again, we'd love to hear from you as we sort through these questions. If you're watching from YouTube or Facebook, just leave us a comment below the video. But you can also send in questions at our website, straighttruth.net. And there you can find links to all of our previous episodes, as well as merchandise and contact information. If you'd like to support Straight Truth financially, again, visit the website to learn how. With that, let's get to the question for this episode. Well, Pastor, our next question has to do more with the evil and justice of God in response to evil. So the question goes like this. Before God created humans, um, no human being ever existed and therefore had never committed any good actions or evil ones. So God, in his foreknowledge, knows that Jack and Jill, who, whom he has created, will not believe in him eventually and will continue to sin. But is it just for God to still create them while knowing they will not, they will not believe in him and, and thus will be uh, penalized and committed to eternal damnation in hell? Is it just for God to do that sort of thing? I think, I think uh, one of the things we need to be committed to as, as people, but especially as believers, is just to let the Bible answer our questions, not, not, not philosophize over questions that we have, but get biblical answers for the questions that we have. So in other words, come to the Word of God submissively. One of the ways that I know that we're preaching the message that is contained in Scripture is that we, we get the questions that Scripture anticipates. So one of the ways I know I'm preaching the gospel correctly in terms of, God, of predestination and, and uh, all of that is that people would be asking the same questions that Paul anticipates when he taught those doctrines. So for example, in Romans chapter 9, he's dealing with the whole issue of the sovereignty of God and salvation and predestination, all those questions that you just raised. And he begins to, to now uh, anticipate the questions that he'll run into as a result of that teaching. And in Romans 9 verse 14, he asks this question, what shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? So he ran into the same questions that you're asking, mm -hmm. which gives me comfort that we're preaching the same gospel that he preached because these, this gospel raises these questions. Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. So to answer the question straightforwardly, would this be injustice on God's part? No, it's not. All right, why not? He goes on to address it. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. So God has the right to have compassion on whomever he wants, to show mercy to whomever he wants. And, uh, and ultimately salvation is not explained by human will or human effort, not by man's decision, not in the final analysis, mm -hmm. not by man's decision or by man's efforts, but by God. This is how salvation is explained. 
Well, as soon as you say that, then he anticipates another question. He says, so then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose I've raised you up, that I might show my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills, and he hardens whomever he wills. In other words, what is preeminent in God's saving acts is God's own glory, God's own name. This is what he's putting on display. You will say to me then, verse 19, why does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? Mm -hmm. so, so how can God justly damn people who are simply fulfilling his will? Same question you raised, mm -hmm. right? What is God's answer? Verse 20, but who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Mm. Will what is molded say to its molder, why have you made me like this? So one of the ways that we address such questions, as I said, instead of philosophizing, why don't you just go to the Bible? And if we go to the Bible with the right attitude, we come with an attitude of humility. You are the creator, we are the creatures. You are, you are altogether righteous and holy and good and just. We are sinful. Mm -hmm. How can we who are sinful and creatures judge you, the creator, and the God who is, even as the holy angels say, holy, holy, mm -hmm. holy. Are we in any position to cast judgment upon God? The answer is no. Mm -hmm. And so what do we do? We close our mouths and we simply accept the explanations that God gives us in His Word. And as we do that, we not only have the truth, we're rightly informed, but we've, we have uh, embraced the right attitude toward our Creator, which is one of humility. He goes on to ask this, has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use. That's actually a, a really key verse to understand the question you've asked. If we ask the question, not from the standpoint of time, but from the standpoint of logical order, how did God's decrees function? In what order did they come? In other words, did God decree creation and then the fall of man and then salvation? Or did God decree creation, salvation, and then the fall? That's a really important question. And what Romans 9.21 indicates, I think, is that what God is doing with human beings now, it all deals with the same lump of clay. And that lump of clay is a fallen lump. <laughs> so you have creation, then you have the fall. And now you have all of humanity standing before God, as it were, fallen. Now, will we all be damned? Or will, will God in mercy and compassion choose to save some out of this fallen lump of clay? And I think that's the order in which the decrees have function. That God has chosen with all of fallen humanity standing before Him in terms of the order of decrees, He now has a choice to make, to damn us all or to save some. And God in mercy and compassion chose to save some. And that is not a reason for us to express hatred toward God for only saving some. This is a reason for us to praise God for having mercy upon any of us. What we all deserved was damnation. But God chose in great mercy and love and compassion to save some of us. And for that, He is worthy of praise. This is mercy. He goes on to say, what if God, desiring to show His wrath and to make His, known His power, has endured with much patience, vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of His glory for vessels of mercy, which He prepared beforehand for glory, even us 
whom he has called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles, as indeed he says in Hosea, those who are not my people, I will call my people. And her who was not beloved, I will call beloved. And in, in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they will be called sons of the living God. And he goes on. Paul says, this is a reason for praise. So we're standing in the wrong place when we're asking, how does God have a right to do this? We're standing in the right place when we understand God has a right to do whatever He wants. And the fact that He's shown mercy to any of us is just that, it's mercy. It's not something we deserved. It's compassion. And for this, we give God thanks. So my answer to the question, the person who's asking the question is, don't get wrapped up in all the various philosophies that have tried to address this question. Just go directly to the Scriptures and ask, how does the Bible answer this? And then humble yourself to be content with the answers that the Bible gives you. Thanks again for joining us for the Straight Truth Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. And we'd love for you to share this episode with other friends and family. And the easiest way to do that is by going to our website, straighttruth.net. And there you can find links to all of our social media channels. So be sure to like and subscribe to one of those channels and pass it along. And do us a favor and go to the iTunes podcast section and leave us a review. And that will help us spread the word about this podcast to more and more people. And we need your support. So if you'd like to learn how to help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can do that again from our website, straighttruth.net. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.